everyone, welcome to the Miscellaneous Podcast. I am Kenzie. And I'm Taylor. And on this podcast, we have a different starter topic every week. This week, it is my turn. So, the difference between, like, I will show examples, but what is the song most recently that you're like, this just scratches my brain? Um, and and the, the song that you're like, I just straight vibe to this song. And, well, is it, it's the same song. So I have two different categories of, like, when I listen to it, I'm just like, yes! And other times, I'm just like, I'm just going to listen to the song pedally because I like the feel. So, In the Middle of the Night by Our Last Night. Let me play it for you. The the the, re- the rock version? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, we don't even get that far into it. It's like... The minute he was like, it's beautiful. I was like, ah! So that's the one that I'm just like, this is my rock out song. And then the one that I've just been vibing with is the one that my my old, my oldest, who's three, is like, Mama, we listen to the sun song? <laughs> Why am I so that? loud? Did that fix it? Am I doing better? I think, are we just equally loud? No, you're louder than me. <laughs> no, I'm so loud. Like, what's going on? It's just different every week, man. I, dude, literally, we don't even care. I mean, just t- turn me down a little bit so I don't blow I'm anybody's just, speakers. Hey, hey, my mouse pad's broken. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Ooh. How is that? How's that? Is that better? Uh, yeah, that looks more normal. Okay. But then, right. like the, <laughs> it's uh, why does the sunshine? By they might be giants. I'll give you a little bit. <laughs> I'm literally bouncing on the couch. The sun is a mess of incandescent gas and gigantic oh, yeah. nuclear furnace. Like literally. <laughs> I don't know what normal couples talk about for pillow talk, but we talked about the sun. <laughs> like, you know, we were talking about what the, does the sun burn? And I was like, wait, the sun will blow up when it has to burn. What was it? And then I was like, the sun is a massive, you just guess, a gigantic nuclear furnace where helium, hydrogen is turned into helium at temperatures of million of degrees. I was like, oh yeah, so if it burns, if the sun ever tries to burn copper or iron, it will blow up. Because huh. that means it's out of burnable fuel. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Anyways, so the one that always just like scratches my brain, I'm like, yeah, is this one? Um. Is that the Haiku entrance huh? intro? No, that is not the Haiku intro. It gives that vibe though. This is a song that every time I listen to it, I'm like, I will never get over it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like... 
that that's a song that i literally just obsess over <laughs> so i'll go on breaks from it and then i'm like oh yeah i want that song and then i'll just like listen to it for three hours straight <laughs> i think if i'm needing a vibe song i'm literally just gonna pick something about they might be giants because literally i have particle man from them playing in my head or istanbul freaking love and, and then this is a song that i've been hardcore i just showed taylor earlier but you guys get to know it too I don't know why. This is my current stimming song. <laughs> I don't have a current stimming song just because, like, by the time I'm, I, when I need it, I don't have time to just turn on a song. So that's the song that I am currently just listening to on repeat because I'm going to listen to it until I hate it, which has never happened before. So, um, you know how with ADHD, object permanence is a thing? Like the lack of object permanence? Explain that to me. Um, object permanence. If I put something down mm-hmm. and I walk away and my brain gets distracted, that thing doesn't exist to me anymore. Oh, yes, 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 if yes. I put it in a box and I never see so, it again, like, it's gone. people take the doors off of their cabinets. Yeah. If I it's did not that in my current peripheral vision. I I did easy. that, but with three days grace. <gasps> I came back to. I found them after ten years, and I was like, oh, they're still making music. And I told my dad, and he's like, they are. Yeah. It's a different singer, and I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't found their newest stuff, but I just found that they'd created more stuff since I like forgot that they existed. <laughs> they have like three albums with Adam Gutier. Yeah, but again, I forgot that they existed. Yeah. <laughs> they I were still, in the closet and therefore dead to me. Like, I not even dead to me. They were gone. They didn't exist. I still love that stuff so much. Did you, do you remember that Red exists? Only after I remembered that Three Days Grace existed. Yeah, <laughs> because I was like, they're really similar in their, in how I listen to them. If I listen to Three Days Grace, where I'm like, oh, I should listen to Red. Yeah, no, I uh, literally forgot that all of my high school favorite bands existed. <laughs> Do I know why? No. It went in the closet and then it disappeared. Mm-hmm. So, like, I listened to my Zoom recently and I was like, oh man, these are good songs. But it's not really who I am anymore. Like, I still love all these songs, they're great. But my current vibing music is very different from this. Like, don't be wrong, I will always have a soft spot for that style of rock. Mm-hmm. I will. But I realize that I don't primarily listen to that anymore. I don't listen to a lot of music anymore. I listen to a ton of music, but um, I listen to, I've noticed a lot more indie stuff. Okay. Because, like, I don't say alternative because that's way too broad of a term now. <laughs> so I say indie alternative. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, alternative people are like, oh, so 21 Pilots. I'm like, mm. no. They, I don't really consider them, like, super alternative anymore. No, there's more when mainstream I was, alternative. When we were in high school. They were alternative they, they when we were, were in high school. 100% alternative. But now that they've gone mainstream and that's become more popular, like like Billie Eilish would be considered really alternative, but because she's super mainstream and other people are starting to pick up on this similar style. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, she's not bad. I really like Billie Eilish. Mm-hmm. I love her. But like at the same time, I, I, I mean, don't actively seek her out to listen to. Yeah. I don't vibe with her stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. just like, 
a step it. on the alternative path that like doesn't vibe with me someone did a, a rock version of her um one song that she did with Khalid that i can't remember the name of whatever anyway someone did like a rock version of it i was like that's yes. all over that one. someone also did a rock version of ocean eyes and i'm just like yes oh, <laughs> i am really into that though when people take like melodic fun like beautiful things and then turn them into rock i'm like yes yes i'm here for that mm-hmm. but i also have noticed recently that there is a difference between this scratches my brain and i'm just vibing hardcore to this yeah so, so for me a good way to explain it is i just want to like i just want to exist in this moment bop in bop. Seat. i'm moving my moving my body it just exists in this moment mm-hmm. that's what like they might be giants feels for me but then like if i want to like feel the song just like exist in the song not in the moment currently it's in the middle of the night that's a scratchy brain moment mm-hmm. that guy is so good <laughs> um it took him a, it took us a while but tim finally found him on spotify and he has a version of a beatles song the come together no okay way. i was like they have a lot i'm not even gonna throw out guesses <laughs> um he has a version of come together that he does he's got such a like it's a very much scratch your brain voice so you're like yes you're so good he's also german oh very cool mm-hmm. so so he has a couple german songs that i'm like i wish i knew what you're saying because nothing against the germanic language <laughs> that's a little broad nothing <laughs> against the german language versus the germanic because that's what english is um partially i have a hard time listening to german songs which is unfortunate because some of them are really good i can do 99 red balloons in german but like I, it's because i know what they're saying because mm. like but um, again like i my music tastes it has to be something i it's either something i have to focus on and like exist mm. or it's something i have to be able to in, ignore but enjoy mm. just because of the way my brain works yeah and then there's my brain that's like, I like the way this makes me feel. <laughs> I mean, that too, but like, that's a ignore and enjoy. I'm like, ooh, this is good. And then after a couple of weeks, I'm like, mm, I don't feel the same anymore about it. Yeah. I just listen to nursery rhymes. Yeah, she's got children. <laughs> I've got little children. So I, I mean, like, I have friends who are like, no, we don't do that. I make them listen to my music. And I was like, I don't mind listening to their music. Like, I really don't. What and I it's love, age appropriate, so. What I love is kids are starting to get old enough now. What's the generation after Gen Z? Alpha. Alpha the alpha generation and a little bit of Gen Z is like, hey, yo, mom, dad, I found this new band. You might really like them. And it's like, it'll be like something dumb like Pink Floyd or Nirvana <sighs> or, and they're like, oh, child. I am <laughs> so like, like, I, I need you to understand. These guys were new when I was your age. So like I sent my dad a TikTok and he was like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom with a toaster now and take a <laughs> bath because I sent him this TikTok that it was like, these songs and these bands are now dad considered dad rock. And it was like all the things I grew up listening to from him. And he was like, all right, I'm out. I'm the, bye. The most quote unquote rock music I ever listened to growing up was the Eagles. No. I listened to the Eagles and the Beatles. Um some crap i am blinking on a lot of band i do that a lot though mm-hmm. like yeah i know this song and they're like what's the name I'm like i don't know i, don't know. <laughs> I rarely know the name of the song. i can sing it for you though mm-hmm. um james taylor that's who it was okay so i listened to 
definitely like Beatles, Eagles, James Taylor. Um, Leroy Brown is the name of that song. Bad, bad, Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town. No. Like, I have vivid memories of my, the sister right underneath me, the 2.0 of my family, being like, Dad, Dad, can I listen to my song? It's um, UMI by Avenged Sevenfold. Or was it? Was it Avenged Sevenfold? I've got to look it up now. Uh, It might be. I haven't listened to Breaking Benjamin in a long time. And I forget every once in a while I hear something, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot how good they are. My high school self had good taste in music, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I was listening to Red. Static X, it's by Static X. Okay. Like, so I was listening to Red, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace. Reliant K was a big one for me. Like, it was huge. Yeah, was I also crush. listened to Eminem growing up. I never listened to him. I loved his style, mm-hmm. but I was like, I need, which is why I'm obsessed with NF. I love NF. And when he, he was here several years ago, my sister was like, yeah, I went to his concert. And I was like, you didn't tell me? She's like, I didn't know you liked him. It's because you never asked. <laughs> he's so, because he has the same intensity that Eminem has. And he's got a, he's got a great flow and you can follow it and it's clear mm-hmm. and understandable. And I he doesn't a, swear at me all the time. So I appreciate yeah. that. I had a coworker who was like, yeah, I'm going to go see mgk and i was like was that machine gun kelly and she's like yeah i'm so excited and i was like me oh. and me thought he was pretty i was lame. like i've seen him in concert because he he was an opener for one of the bands i went to see i wasn't impressed quite honestly but at the same time we didn't really know who he was I, and we're yeah. like who's this guy i remember we're like eh, eh. and he had one so like oh this is okay yeah and then he went to another song we're like oh not okay anymore yeah mostly i was like get out of the way <laughs> i was like get out of the way fallout get boys coming the fallout boys here i need to go through and write down the amount of concerts i've been to i just forget that concerts are a thing I, so i don't yeah. go i don't find out when they're happening i don't the know the first band i ever saw was Milan k i was in ninth grade that was the first one i ever went to i so mm. i love bcs i thought it was funny i thought i was like over it and then it was like oh wait we've had a pandemic for the past years and they just haven't done anything so then the first time they did something and i sent taylor a bunch of tiktoks and i was like apparently i'm not over it <laughs> apparently i'm just yeah I, I am still very obsessed with him I, I, I just haven't had anything to obsess over i didn't think you were over it <laughs> <laughs> i was like like hey so your first was like hey and you were in ninth grade i was 20 21 and i saw blue band group for the first time mm-hmm. like that was my first concert mm-hmm. they put on a good concert yeah so anyway so like with bts i went and saw bts mm-hmm. so incredibly good you cried i cried when i learned i was going to yes. cry at the actual concert no no no. i remember you being like because you had been talking to me that same day you're like okay i can get to canada like and this I, can, is how much it'll cost I was like me. i can get my passport in time it'll t- this flight and i was like literally trying to figure out how to get to canada to see him yeah and then Alex was like, surprise tickets. And I don't even want to know how much he spent on them. Because, like, the worst seats were, like, $300. Yeah. That might be a smidgen of an exaggeration. But there we were, she was like, oh, yeah, we're going down. I was like, oh, down? Wow. And then I, we kept going. And I was like, hold on. Hold on. So, basically, there was the stage. So, you have, like, the main stage and then the little um, section that comes out. Mm-hmm. So, there was that section that came out, the floor, a row of seats, and then us. And I was like, excuse me? What? And I was like, no wonder you said this would be the next three Christmases and then a couple birthdays. <laughs> Holy crap. And then she went the plane tickets out to California, too. So I was like, let me get the hotel room. Holy crap. Yeah. No, and, I I, like, and I will buy all of my own food. Stop it. Yeah. No, you cried when she told you. I, like, you came back and you're like, I'm going to go see them in California. I, I, just- I think I sent you that video that she took of me where I was like, what? Yeah. 
It was the most amazing concert ever. However, I don't know if that's the best concert or a Need to Breathe concert. You have mentioned that every time we talk about your favorite concerts, they come up. Because mm-hmm. Need to Breathe is not my favorite band by far. But they are such a different ball game when they're live. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just like, oh, they're so good. <laughs> uh, they're just, they're the definition of world-class musicians. Nice. Because not only it doesn't sound like the album, it's better than the album. Oh, because wow. Because they play around a lot. Hmm. They'll just do different vocal stuff or they'll just be like, um, they'll like, I have a, one of their albums is a live recording for their concerts and they do, um, uh, crap. It's, oh, darling, darling, stand by me. And they have one of my absolute favorite renditions of that song. Nice. And they just did it because. <laughs> because and they do, we can. And they do the House of the Rising Sun too. I love House of the Rising Sun. They have a really good version of that. Because, like, they just, like, they will play songs, but it's different than the album because they're like, hey, we're musicians. Mm-hmm. We're going to play around a little bit. Well, and everybody knows what the album sounds like. Like, mm-hmm. Also, one of the other best musicians I've ever seen is this guy named Jacob Collier. And he makes me, like, you just watch him play and you're like, that's it. I'm retiring from all things musical. I will never be as good as that. Because <laughs> he will play, he actually will be like, so he'll play like a chord on piano and be like, okay, and then he'll tune to it and be like, or whatever, and then he'll play that note on the piano, and the piano sounds off. He's like, it's because pianos are tuned to themselves. Hmm. He's like, no piano is ever like, quote unquote, in tune. It's tuned to itself. Yeah, that's true. So, so it sounds in tune because all of it is tuned together, but if you like compare it to something else that's in tune, it sounds off. So that's why every instrument is tuning to the piano. Yeah. So when they say, hey, can I get a C, and you tune to a C... Everything gets tuned to the piano. Because the piano is the hardest thing to tune. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, like, the way... And then it, it was fun being at his concert because most of the audience there was a musician. Mm-hmm. So everybody could sing. <laughs> so he would do the thing that Miss T did. Where okay. he would tune the choir. I loved doing that. Where, she, where he'd be like, okay, you did this area of this student, this note, and then that note, and that note. And then he would just play around with them. Mm-hmm. And then he'd be like and then he would just like play around with stuff the only thing that made me laugh so hard though is he was doing this snap on one of his songs he's got really fun songs i should show you some but he's he was doing the snap on one song and it was kind of a weird timing but i was like what you can get used to it but like half the audience could not get it it was weird (laughs) he was really fun because he would do like they would they had three vocalists but they would do a harmony in a way that i was like that is so incredibly difficult to do Hmm. because it's a dissonant harmony i love dissonant harmonies it's so hard to do yeah and they're doing it with like a run harmony oh wow like it was beyond impressive it was like blowing my mind i was like i can't believe what i'm watching this is amazing i think my favorite like my favorite musical experience i was at a a girls sleepaway camp with a bunch of cabins and like girls from all over the state and we did the, a song called caravan mm-hmm. and so the the group is split into two and i for the life of me cannot remember the tune or what words we said but everyone in the two groups you had two phrases that you sang over and over and you just start out so so quietly and then you got to like the crescendo mm-hmm. and then everyone switched parts and then we decrescendoed and so it sounded like two caravans passing in travel oh that's interesting and i was just it's i uh, 
it's one that I wish I could just have a recording of Mm -hmm. or just like exist in that moment again to just feel it because it was like you could feel this entire big like high ceilinged room just like vibrate Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that was so disappointing so we went to that giant Christmas concert they have every year, mm-hmm. and we were and they have the Hallelujah Symphony, and everybody got their books, and like you have like a thousand people ready to sing. Because of COVID, they told you not to, <gasps> even though you were wearing a mask. Aww. They said nobody sang, and it was like that's the only reason anybody's here is to hear like six hundred people together sing the Hallelujah chorus. <sighs> and my dad was so disappointed, and my grandma was there too. Like yeah. she brought her like forty year old copy. And my dad was talking it up because he'd been there once before, like, years ago. And he was like, it was so cool. Like, everything's just, like, rattling. You can, like, feel it in your chest. Everybody's singing. Yeah. And just it was that, about to sing. And the whole audience just deflated. Just that community experience. I, I, anthropologically, from a lot of things I've been seeing, like, the reason that we sing is to create community. Mm-hmm. Like, if you mm-hmm. sing with someone, you feel more connected to them. And because humans are not solitary beings, we need community. We need connection. That's where music and singing has come about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like, everybody was like, you could tell everybody was getting ready and excited. They said, don't sing. And you just, you literally felt like you, you could see it, but you could feel everyone just go, oh, that's the only reason it came. <laughs> like just, he crushed everyone. And then you could tell the connector was like, I know, I know, but that's what they told us. Like they, like the whole orchestra was sad too. Oh, cause that's probably their favorite part too. Yeah. And I was like. I do remember, though, when we did the Hallelujah Chorus at high school. Um, this wasn't our year, but it was one of the years that my sibling was there. And my oldest sister went up and sat next to the first chair mm-hmm. in for violins and played the Hallelujah Chorus. And she's like, hey, that's not bad after seven years. And she said, the first chair violinist could have killed me. Because she went, what? Because <laughs> she was like, I hadn't played my violin in seven years. And I went and sat next to the first chair and played. And, and my sister was like, I wasn't first chair when I was in orchestra. <laughs> so I was like, that says a lot about your quality of a player or the fact that first chair really kind of sucked and the whole band sucked. Just yeah. Because oh. I will say that when I finally got into band, because like, my oldest sister was literally sitting half off the stage, like behind the curtain because uh-huh. the orchestra was that big. Oh, wow. So by the time me and you were in it, it was itty really bitty. And we knew we were having a good day when you couldn't hear the French horn because that meant he was playing right. Was it the French horn? I thought it was the trumpet. No, it was the French horn because he would play. He wouldn't play a B flat. He'd play a flat B. Yeah, and he did days, play a flat B. And on the days you couldn't hear him, you knew he was doing great. I just remember Doc once stopping us because I was playing cymbal, playing cymbal, and then he just stops and he's laughing and he's like, I just, I'm watching you play the cymbals and your hair go poof, poof. <laughs> every time we hit the symbol i think we were doing a Sousa song or something like okay. and then and then everyone turned around and i was like do you want me to do it and show them because everyone's staring at me now to see it yeah. <laughs> like, i because the first two years of high school i had done percussion all by myself mm-hmm. and senior year i finally was like taylor come play with me <laughs> i can't keep doing the work of four people yeah because they would just sit off in the corner Mm-hmm. And if a drum set was involved, they were all for it. But everything else. Everything else was me. Yeah, I, do, I remember one time I the picked up the wrong song 
and I was playing the the big massive bells on a song that it wasn't supposed to be, it sounded glorious. Mm-hmm. And he's Doc seemed like genuinely sad. He's like, no. I need you to play the other one. I'm sorry. And I was like, no, that's okay. I just didn't realize I was on the wrong song. Mm-hmm. And then I asked you because I knew that you you were familiar with the piano, which meant you were familiar with the marimba and the glockenspiel and the bells and like all the mm-hmm. and the chimes. Like you knew how that worked. Yeah. And then the other stuff was just easy percussion. And I was like, hey, my best friend's playing. We're good. We can get it down together. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was so funny though. Hallelujah chorus and sibling comes up with her saxophone ready to play. And Sergio looks at me and goes, hey. I was like, oh, yeah, that's my sister. And she's like, cool. Are you? He's looking at me all like, wait, hold on. He's like, are you, are you guys Asian? I was like, no, no, no. She just looks that way. And he was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I am the worst person ever. I thought you were Mexican all year and you're not. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, that's just her. For some reason, she looks super Asian. We have no idea why we don't have any Asian in our blood. I don't know. There goes my glasses. Like, we, it's so weird, though, because my brother de- did a DNA test, and there wasn't any for part him. of Asia in there. For him. For him. Because he only, you only get, like, mm-hmm. random which bits I'm, like, and pieces. Which I feel like she should need, like, she needs to do one, because women would be like, why do you look so Asian, though? Mm-hmm. Nobody on both sides of the family is from Asia, <laughs> unless they lied about it. <laughs> we uh, found Specifically on- Japan or China. Okay, that's that's fair, knowing your sister. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, hey, guess what, guys? We're black. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, according to the 1950s U.S. Census, somebody <laughs> got counted wrong. You're like, you're looking at it, and you're like, I have no melanin. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have very little melanin. You're like, I have, I have a dash of melanin, just enough to keep me looking like I'm not albino. I have the European melanin, which <laughs> is low. I have, I'm definitely getting darker. Yeah. Oh, do you want to see my tan? I wonder line? if you also have some Baltic in you as well. Do you feel do you like my tan line? <laughs> <laughs> it has begun. <laughs> yeah, I was outside in the sun for forty minutes probably. Oh wow. And then I was like, yeah, and I went to take a shower and I was like, oh man. <laughs> I was like, dang it. And I have soft tan lines. Because yeah. it wasn't warm enough to to be out. I was out there with like long sleeve and jeans no i'll just leave that off <laughs> it's too hard to put on one handed when you look. yeah i need both hands and one of them's holding a microphone yeah <laughs> um but yeah because it wasn't warm enough so i was out there with my jeans and socks on so then that little sliver that was not covered got tanned so i have like these weird little marks on my ankles <laughs> i uh, i'm not gonna lie i left the house wearing my sweater i was in the office wearing my sweater i came home stopped by the grocery store in my sweater then I came back in my house with my sweater. We still have the heat on. Yeah, it feels really great in here. I brought I brought one of my um, plaid shirts because it's thicker just in case. Because mm-hmm. if it was my house, I'd be cold. Your house is always cold. Like, yeah. no, but like, yeah, no. But the reason why my dad has it set to go down to 65 is because it saves on power. No, no, I understand. <gasps> but the it actually way. doesn't kick on until, I don't know, probably about two. And it starts to, the conditioner actually keeps the house cold. Hmm. No, we don't. We don't use it much. We got new windows, so we don't have to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're half submerged because we're a lower level, a half lower level, um, and uh, yeah, our our temperature stays pretty decent year round. We get extra cold in the winter because we have a, a um, fireplace flue that's I think fully connected. 
so because we're the bottom all the cold air falls right into us mm-hmm. but we can you say the only way to use it is if you paid for every single apartment to get their thing we would out? have to have an inspector out here and i think because they're connected everybody above us would also have to be in compliance mm-hmm. um so i'd rather just not like the the i think in the first few weeks that we bought it we found that the people before us had taken their like insulator thing out of it and took it with them yeah right i was like irritated are they going somewhere with the fireplace with the exact same measurements i don't know so my dad bless his soul he bought um oh it's purple what is it it's like it's insulation board Mm -hmm. and he bought two of them and cut them to size and just like popped them in within them just like getting popped in the entire temperature of our house rose now that you don't have a giant gaping hole in the center of it (laughs) yeah I got nothing. I'm dead. <laughs> ah, I want you to watch Moon Knight really bad. I want to talk to you about it. You know, I there mean, are lots of shows you want me to talk that, watch. That is that is true, and you don't have a lot of time for things. No. Um, Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, I will say though that. I lost my train of thought just watching him redo that. I don't know why. He's I'm just, really tired today. My brain is like, all, what all he did was pull a chair out of the closet. Yep. Yep, that's all he did. And I was immediately like, hmm, derailed thoughts. Yeah, maybe oh. we just call it. Maybe we go to bed. <laughs> that video I sent you yesterday with my mouse, my, my ground cover mouse. Was it yesterday? No. Your ground cover mouse? I have that green mouse pot with the ground cover in it. Okay. There you go. I actually saved that video Your because plant. I thought John's response in it was hysterical. <laughs> I was like, look, it's my favorite person. He's like, no. <laughs> I mean, he is your favorite person. He is my favorite person. But um, that's how he likes to keep his hair, though. He likes it that long. He doesn't like it very short. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have not guessed that. For me, that length took so much extra work to maintain. So that's why I... Yeah, but he's got a natural wave. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a natural wave, so it always looks sort of style. Uh, That's fair. Oh, it's, so I don't know if you and Avery do this, but me and boyfriend definitely do this. Um, as I'll say, it's gotten to the point where all I say is, did you know? And he'll say, no. Which is basically a way of saying, like, I love you. And he going, I love you too. Because <laughs> it used to start off like, I used to say the whole thing like, did you know I love you? And he'd be like, what? You do? I had no idea. And then it's just, it's just adapted over time to me. To, all I have to say is, did you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't think we do anything like that. We're both just very tired adults. I realize that, um, I am starting after eight years, I am starting to do this to regular people. And I'm like, oh, you don't understand that. It's like, boyfriend understands that. You don't understand that. It's like something will happen. I'm like, me. Like, literally, me, me and boyfriend will just do that back to forth one another. He'd be like, me. And I'll be like, me, me, me. <laughs> like, that's just me. Avery will do that with his best friend. I don't do it so much because I know that if I do it, my kids will do it. And if I know oh. that if I do it at home, I'm going to do it with other adults. And I I can't. <laughs> I can't handle that. Because it used to, I usually would just be me and boyfriend. But lately, I'll do it to somebody. And if they don't respond, I'm like, oh, you're the wrong person. <laughs> I, I mean, sad. 
you could do it at me. I probably just wouldn't respond because I have trained myself so hard out of it because I used <laughs> to do it as a kid. Well, it's like, also, I've noticed that I'll make a reference and I'm like, Taylor would have got that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm kind of excited because I'm going to San Francisco in a couple gosh, days. Next week, I'm going to San not No, one more week. I have to wait and then I'm leaving on the 5th. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, there won't be a podcast on that week. <laughs> the week of the 5th, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, there will be a, a podcast the week of the 5th that gets released. It's the one after, so yes. we get a 10th. The 10th, there won't be one. Okay. Unless you want to do one by yourself. I'm going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know I will forget. <laughs> this is the reason that I don't podcast by myself, is I forget. Because <laughs> you go, oh, yeah, Kenzie's not coming over, therefore, don't need to worry about it. <laughs> or literally, sometimes I don't even know it's Friday until you open the door, and I was like, Oh, hi! <laughs> What's up? Um, but I'm excited because my cousin is online a lot. I don't think you she... you take the coins away from that child? It's the second time I've heard them. He got his piggy bank down. He climbed. Means we need to anchor to the wall. It's on top of a bookcase. Oof. Yeah, you hear it? You you in the podcast won't hear it, but like, and then he did this last. He did this previously, and I was like, all right, let's clean this up. And then he hadn't put the stopper back in the bottom, so he put them in, and then they all fell out. And I was like, yeah, hold on, kid. <laughs> um, but I'm excited because I don't think my cousin was aware of how chronically on- online I was, because we'd be like, this was a couple, this was like a year or two ago. She was over at our house. Um, her and her dad like to come down for the winter sometimes to go skiing. Or they'll come down over Labor Day. Okay. Because our, our church used to go camping a lot, and they like to come for that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, she, she'll just be, we'll just be sitting at dinner, and she'll just be picking out her food, and she'll say something. And then she'll look up, and I will be smiling or laughing, and she's like, oh my gosh, you knew. I'm like, of course I knew. They were roommates. <laughs> I just, so I'm kind of excited to just like, say things and for her to know them <laughs> and alex to just look confused between us so i have a favorite cousin and her name is stephanie <laughs> and we just like we we vibe on the same level and we'll just like we as teenagers did something we called reverse sarcasm mm-hmm. i st- i cannot explain to you what reverse sarcasm is but i know that if i brought it up to her we would still be on the exact same feeling about it <laughs> hmm. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of sound bites that are trending on TikTok right now. In the middle of the- yeah. No, that's, um... In the minute, I may need a... Cinnamon roll to fill yeah. me up. <laughs> I just... I love the, in a minute, I'm going to need a second to lay right here and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The one that you got sent to me. In a minute, I'm going to need a minute to figure out why I came in the kitchen. <laughs> and why, why did I come in here? <laughs> like, yeah. I will say, though... It never ceases to fail me. So the the pants guy on TikTok, mm-hmm. I saw his video at like 10 in the morning. By 9 o'clock at night, five other people had sent it to me. Uh, and I was like, yes, you all know how excited I am for this. Uh-huh. I it's am. It's funny. I don't really like this style of him, perhaps. I'm like... But I also like really want a pair. <laughs> the style's fine. Uh, I will totally buy a pair and wear it. Oh, oh. Don't squeeze the baby. Ugh. The cat was using Taylor for stairs. Ow. <laughs> um. All that weight on those itty bitty toe beans. So much weight, it hurts. 
And the pants. Um, pants, yeah. Like, I'm super impressed with, like, the gussets that they've put in. I'm like, that's... You can get up to an inch of difference on a fat day? I'm gonna take it. I know, that's cool. And I'm just like, look at those pockets. They're so deep. I can sit down with my phone in a front pocket and it won't stab right into the my hip Did bone. I tell you what happened to my mom last Easter? No. Do it. <laughs> so, my dad was out of town for something i don't remember why and my mom was like i'm just tired of being in the house i'm gonna go on a drive so she's like i haven't been out to twilla grantsville in like years i'm gonna go out there i was like isn't grantsville and twilla like in the opposite directions no no it you take the 80 and you can mm-hmm. get off an exit for grantsville that goes a little more west <laughs> i always have to do the never eat soggy waffles <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, I would come up with random words that filled that. Like, weast. Go weast. <laughs> Weasterly. <laughs> um, so Grantsville's just a little further west, I believe, than Tula is. It's a, Tula's a little further south. Because whenever I would drive out to Orem for school, I would see a sign for Grantsville. That's a different one, then. Okay. That's why I was like, but isn't it like over there? No, it, then maybe we have two of them. But like the one I'm thinking of is like... Twila County. Um, and so she stops. I've literally had no reason to be out to Twila County since I don't really talk to that friend anymore. Yeah. We're so, acquaintances now. <laughs> so she stops at a gas station because she's like, I gotta go potty. So she goes, she puts her keys in her front pocket, goes to go to the bathroom, does her business, stands up, turns around, pulls up her jeans. She's already, she's flushed the toilet, she's pulling up her jeans, and her keys go, kaplop. Right, into the flushing water. And then they're gone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thankfully, I was in Grantsville. <laughs> so I came and hung out with her as we <laughs> waited for a sibling who was in the valley to come bring her a spare set of keys. Her phone was locked in the car. Oh wow. The only reason she was able to call someone is she got close enough to the car for her watch to connect so she could make a call of come so help she, so she's like a pathetic cia agent <laughs> come get me she's like pressed up against the car to get enough <laughs> signal to get her phone and watch to connect like and then so we just like we hung out i think it was like a denny's that like attached to this gas station we just hung out and we had a little a little food while just uh chilling waiting for a sibling to arrive with keys <laughs> we're like bye mom don't lose them again <laughs> I don't think I've ever had pocket. Well, I do have a pair of jeans with pocket that's shallow, but typically I'm wearing something else to put my keys in when I am wearing those jeans. Yeah, but it was just one of those, like, I've got to go, like, just mm-hmm. shove it in. And I think it was the combination of her pulling her pants up, because you know how that, like, moves your pockets, and especially yeah. when they're small, and then, like, just a whole bad series of circumstances. <laughs> hmm. I don't think I've actually ever flush anything down the toilet have i dropped things in the toilet yes i remember i dropped my phone in the toilet and this was after the water was clean but i was glad to find out it was waterproof oh nice i once flushed a retainer down but i was in the middle of a vomit session and so i didn't catch it and then there was a different time that i was vomiting and i'd taken my retainer out and i'd put it in a little piece of tissue paper and put it on my dad's dresser and my mom had, had a hyper fixation on cleaning her room oh boy <laughs> and she threw it away <laughs> yeah i threw away my i've only lost one retainer 
It's the first one I ever had. I had it for less than 48 hours and it was gone. Oh, no. Because I took it out to eat and put it in a thing. And it was my first day having it. Oh. So I forgot I even had a retainer. Yeah. My other retainer I recently found, thank God. Because I was like, I'm going on like a month without wearing this thing. Mm. So did it hurt really bad? Yes. Is it still moving my teeth? Yes. However, I need it in there. Ow. Because someone was born with cleft palate, which means when they did the operation, it stunted my upper jaw growth. Mm. So I had to get a butterfly retainer in. Gross. So basically, it's this bar they put across mm-hmm. the top of your mouth, and then they spread Can out you your teeth. Check on him. And so what they had told was one click a day. And my mother turned it full three rotations around. I was screaming. I was crying. I had ice cream in my mouth just sitting. And when we went back in for the checkup, he's like, wow, those moved really fast. I said, yeah, my mom turned it three times on the first day. And he said, she what? (laughs) So I, they had to put a a spreader bar in my mouth once when I had, when I had braces and I cried on those nights. And my dad's like, nope, you gotta come here, open your mouth. And just that one little quarter turn, a quarter turn. And he had to do it like three nights in a row. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because mine was, mine was definitely like a key lock turn. So it was it was a cylinder with holes in it mm-hmm. that you could only rotate one direction, yeah. um, which was to spread the teeth further apart. And it was just a little like hexagon and then a straight bit and then a bent bit so that you could get in mm-hmm. and tip it the way it needed to go. Yeah, mine was stick this in here and rotate. Oh. So when they said a click, they were serious, a click. So I, you know, it's a ho- it's hooked to my skull. So of course I was aware that it clicked. My mom went, <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> and I was like, Mom, they said three clicks. I think it was three clicks a day. She thought it was three turns a day. No. So I was like screaming and crying, and my dad's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "And there's no way to unclick clicks. it." And Mom just turned it three times. And he was like, "She." <laughs> Oh, it no. took my teeth like two days to stop hurting. So I they believe moved it. so fast. Ow. That was, that was the worst. I still remember that pain. My poor little teethers. I remember having to stand in a mirror and taking a tongue depressor and pressing my front teeth out because of the like because I had an extra front tooth upside down in between my two front teeth when I was a toddler mm-hmm. that had been removed. My teeth had kind of just shifted inward. Yeah. And so I was given the instructions to push them out. So I had to stand in the mirror and watch. Like, but I was not losing teeth at this point. Like, oh. these were my permanent teeth. So I was, like, forcing them back out so that, like, they sat properly in my mouth. That's really weird because that's what braces are for. This was before I could get braces. I, th- I was eight or nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that's how bad my teeth were. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a really bad underbite. No. Which, by the way, I learned recently because we went, or not recently, I guess a couple years ago. But pre-pandemic, I learned this. <laughs> um, Pre-Panini Press. <laughs> the um, So that's because we went to see about maybe trying once again with the ear surgery on my left ear. Mm-hmm. Went to a specialist person who, she wasn't an ear specialist specifically. She was just kind of all around that area. ENT. Yeah. 
Um, whereas the guy we went to Thanks see, love. he was also an ENT, but he specifically was concentrated on the ear. Okay. So she was an ENT, and she was like, so I could, she's like, here's my opinion, but I think it would be better if you went to this person, because he's more knowledgeable than me. Okay. Um, and basically, so I showed her my bite, and she was like, that bite right there? She's like, that's actually really good. She's like, however, if you wanted to get it where your lower jaw is behind your t- front teeth, she's like, you would need surgery. She's like, you could wear braces again, see if that does it, or you get the surgery where they break your jaw and just wire it shut so that it heals that way. Nope. Yeah, so she was like, that's normal. She's like, you have really good where your bite needs to be because cleft palate stunted your growth, so it just kind of screwed you over, basically. And apparently, my bite and ear problems are really, really common for everybody in my generation why like it's not uncommon for the holes to not heal up weird mm-hmm. why? Which, oh, was and, it just the type of surgery they were doing um it's because i didn't have my fallopian tubes were basically broken your fallopian tubes not my fallopian tubes you station tubes <laughs> <that's what it's laughs> my, my inner tube bearing parts are broken um <laughs> <laughs> you said it with such confidence, guys. <laughs> like, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And you said, "You're full up," and I was like, "No, you're right. That is the wrong word." <laughs> you said that with your whole chest. <sighs> My eustachian tube, the tube that goes from your ear to the back of your throat. <sighs> helps you with drainage yeah since my were broken they had to put tubes in my ears okay and normally and that's not an uncommon thing at least when we were growing up to put tubes in your ears like if you had like really bad ear infections all the time mm-hmm. they would do that like uh stephanie recently got a tube yeah in she ears. had to get a tube i had tubes in my ears as a kid and apparently they just fell out when yeah. my ears heal- See, they, healed they just fell out and they heal over mine fell out and never healed over mm-hmm. so if i mumble and talk really fast that is a direct result of growing up that way um so but because of that that ENT specialist we went to he said so we could do a surgery however he said your eustachian tube is probably collapsed in such a way because of your cleft palate that it's acting as a vacuum so when you do the surgery and plug up the hole there's just enough pressure that it's pulling on it Mm -hmm, because nature doesn't like a vacuum Mm -hmm. so it's pulling on it which then breaks the seal He's like, which is why the past three surgeries have failed, probably because of that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, basically, the only thing you're missing out on is scuba diving. And he's like, do you plan on doing that? And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, that's the only thing you can't do. Hmm. Yeah. He's like, he's like, luckily, skydiving, you'll hurt half as much as normal people because only your right ear is going to freak out with the pressure change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your left ear will be totally fine. And I actually hear pretty decently out of my left ear. Um, he said, basically, on the hearing test, he said, if we just cranked up the volume just a couple of notches, you you heard perfectly. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I've been realizing more and more in recent years that my left ear is my good ear. So it's such a good thing you always walk on my left side. <laughs> I know. In high school, we had a system. Because I always had a headphone in my left ear. Mm-hmm. Because that was my bad ear. So we would, like, start walking and then start talking. And then, like, one of us would realize and we'd, like... Stop. I know. Take a would, step around and then keep what, going. We would a couple times and be like, oh, we're on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. You can't do this. Oh, you should tell them what your sister said. My freaking sister. Okay, so this sister <laughs> is 16. 
And we were arguing about how, like, I think her last two romantic partners look very similar. She's like, they look very different. I was like, no, they're both very preppy. Like, you've got a type. And she's like, well, Kenzie and Avery look a lot alike. And I was like, no, they don't. And then Avery comes in, get, get a picture from high school. And I was like, all right. And then I'm sitting there in front of my friends being like, F. <laughs> Kenzie and she, Avery do look somewhat she, alike. We had a drive home from school once where we were both like, if one of us was a dude. Yeah. No, I've literally, I told that to, to my sister. I was like, you, if she was born a man, I wouldn't have married Avery. <laughs> She's like, see? <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, we need the male versions of each other. And then we're set. We basically found that. So, yay. Yeah. Like, there are major differences, obviously. Oh, yeah. But the on-the-surface similarities. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the core traits that we're, like, drawn to in our friendship, mm-hmm. I think is also things we found in a romantic relationship. Yeah. Because while boyfriend is very much a nerd, he's not as vocal about it as you are. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm as vocal as I used to be in high school. Mm-hmm. In high school, it was my shield and my identity, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> it was it was the yeah I'm a nerd so what because when you get made fun of I want I'm just like really appreciative that manga and anime it's normal now is normal now instead of like why you read that dumb stuff yeah like because it's good I don't watch American because TV because nuance and I get so much more nuance from picture than I can ever get from words mm-hmm. don't get me wrong I will read all the books on the planet if I can. I- I mean, but manga is just such a different vibe, man. I genuinely don't know the last time I read a book from a man. So I can't say that. I'm currently reading Percy Jackson that was written by a man, so. Yeah, I don't know the last time I read that. Although the book I read before that was Sarah J. Maas, so. Yeah. Which was definitely not written by a man. No. Also, that anime I was telling you about whatever it's called, with the main character I hate. It's definitely an anime manga written by a man. Yeah. Because there's a girl in there who, she's a beast type. Mm-hmm. And Avery. the covering... Can I have his brush? The covering over her boobs is like this little thin strip. And she's supposed to be like so a hardcore warrior person. Oh, no. And I was like, no! You Self-respecting think- female manga artist would leave them that exposed. No, that's just asking for an infection. Because you get sliced, everything ends up in your wound, you end up losing a titty. Mm-hmm. And not only that, your entire midriff is exposed. You got you got vital organs in there. Yeah. That keep you so alive, like, kind. How speaking, strong you are. Speaking of vital organs, I uh, saw a video on TikTok the other day. It was like Reddit or... Like, it was somebody who's like pulled like people's responses from Reddit. Mm-hmm. and uh it's like people have read it what's the weirdest thing you've learned about the human body and this person responds oh, that boy likes being brushed he got the cb eyes <laughs> yes but he's also got the big flicky tail that i'm like ooh, this means death <laughs> um he likes but also hates at the same time he's yeah it's because he never sits long enough and i never have it in hand to brush him but he's like hardcore shedding um but this person was like, so I had abdominal oh, he surgery. He likes it on his head a lot. He's like, yes. I had abdominal surgery. And then when every time I rolled over, it felt like my guts were sloshing around. Mm-hmm. So I brought it up to my doctor and they're like, yeah, your guts are, your organs are trying to get back in place. And they were like, I've never been the same. And I was like, I know that feeling. 
because you're like when I, they, I expelled a tiny human from no no me, you know? when they evicted the tiny human from me with 1.0 so they cut through the several layers they slice mm-hmm. between your muscles they pull those apart then they slice open the uterus they evict the baby they have to pull out your uterus to stitch it back up but because you're such a pressurized, like everything fits exactly where it's supposed to in your body cavity, mm-hmm. your organs come out too. So I had that weird, like, my bowels are trying to get back in place <laughs> feeling. Like, yeah, your body's going, that's not, hold on, this is where that goes, this is where this goes, this is where that goes. Yeah, like you need your ascending colon and your descending colon and like your transverse colon exactly where it needs to be. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was that video of a lady, she was showing a surgery on how she um, removes the ovaries which was so cool it was really fascinating but someone was like did the uterus literally just put itself back <laughs> and she's like yes actually because she pulled it down to show something and then she let go and she went whip and yeah. just put itself back <laughs> yeah because there's muscle attachments and there's like mm-hmm. things keeping it where it belongs i still can't believe there's dumb doctors who are like you don't feel pain there and i was like if there are nerve endings i can feel pain yeah, I can tell you when my organs are moving. Also, I find it highly fascinating that whenever you get, like, emotional distress or emotional pain, your body goes, hey, the stomach is a confusing bit of squishy organs. Let's just say it hurts there. Because that's confusing. It, it, let's just, happens, let's just say that hurts. What happens is it <laughs> activates your nervous system. And your nervous system's like, ah, pain, but I can't find the pain, so the pain is everywhere. Ah, pain! But that, because it's emotional pain, the brain's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. But you're we are s- injured, but what, not physically. What's also, going on? But also, I've decided, like, your stomach is, like, your body's barometer. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if some... What are you smelling? Sorry. If something is wonky, anything, your tummy's going to tell you. Like, because, yeah, I just, I, I think of it as the body's barometer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I never have your brush because I can't leave it out because my children will play with it and break it or try to brush each other with it. Hmm. 2.0's going to walk here soon. Mm. He's con. I, I watch his little brain contemplate it and then be like, nah. <laughs> I watched this video of this mom. She said, "Hey, we just got back from a checkup for my son. He's about, I don't remember how old he was. Three. He was old enough that walking was still a bit of a challenge. Like oh. he was very clumsy. This was not the, the video I saw then. Um, and she's like, so we just got back, and she's like, he's in the ninety-five percentile for height. She's like, he is three feet tall." And I don't even think he was in preschool yet. Oh, that one. I think he was two. Yeah. So, she was like, huh. And I was like, you're going to have a very... My nephews are very, very tall for their age. They are. Yeah. And I was like, it's because your father's like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, 1.0, he's pretty average. I think 2.0 comes in on the higher end. I know. I feel like I keep going like 1.0 is so small, and then I'm like, no, your nephews are just abnormally tall. <laughs> no, he's he's perfectly average for his size. No, that's Although, what I mean. Like I'm used to seeing my nephews, yeah, be abnormally tall their entire lives. So. Well, I will say though, I went to his end of year preschool thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Tommy for for um, deep laughing, um, and like there was this really tall kid who was like four years old and i was like 
I have a tiny. He's not. He's so small. <laughs> He's so small. I remember one time, uh, older sister was picking him up from junior high, and she was watching all the kids walk out. She's like, "Oh, look at how small they are." And then I walked out, and I was shorter than almost all of them. She's like, "Wait a minute, we're the same height." <laughs> it's like, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're the." Mm-hmm. I remember in junior high. Do you remember that one kid who looked like he was like twenty something in junior high? I remember the one in high school. But I remember asking sibling, I was like, hey, yo, how old do you think the kid is? She's like, I don't know, like 20? And I was like, and I was like, he's in ninth grader. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I thought, now that I'm older, I'm like, that's really unfortunate for you, kid. Yeah. That's so unfortunate. Because by the time you're in your 30s, you're going to look ancient. Maybe. Or he'll finally have just come into it. Maybe he'll grow into it. But, like, still, I was like, to look so like you're that fluff. old when you're that little. Ooh. I mean, I'm still getting confused for 18. People are shocked when I tell them I'm 28, but, like, they can't tell me a definitive age where they're like, I only thought you were this old. Yeah, uh, one of my coworkers, I was like, oh, yeah, like, um, yeah, I got my degree and everything. And he was like, wait, <laughs> how old are you? And I was like, I turned 28 next month. So, holy crap, I thought you were 18. Oh, are you done? Okay, thank you for letting me know. You've been defluffed. We'll keep working on it. Hmm. I mean, it helps that I'm married and I have three kids. Well, two and a half kids. Mm-hmm. Like, um, dang it. Those baby clothes are still in the car. So we're having, because we're having a girl and I have two boys before and I have several, I have two people who have like completely done having kids who they have like zero to like two year old clothes that they're ready to be like, be gone. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with clothes from the triplets until baby is a year old. <laughs> because fully support this. My sister-in-law was like, okay. Are they full they, triplets or fraternal triplets? They're fraternal. They all had separate sex, which was safer. Um, so what she was doing is every time they sized out of a set, like a size of clothes, she would throw them in a box, tape it up, and then send it off to whoever wanted it, <laughs> whatever needed it. And I was like... I fully support this. Because they're like, we want three kids. And they're like, surprise, three kids at once. Oh. No, no, no. They wanted two. Oh. They wanted two kids. Wanted she was two. like, one more pregnancy. That's all I can handle. They wanted two. And God said, how about all? <laughs> how about four? How about four? <laughs> the ones you would have gotten had you kept going. <laughs> yeah, no. It freaked me out so bad that literally my first two ultrasounds, I was like, there's only one baby in there, right? No, like, I cannot. The first one. And then I was like. Of suddenly having four children. <sighs> But then I was like, the second appointment, that a second ultrasound I had, I was like, okay, no, I need you to confirm that, like, because I know sometimes they can hide. There's only one baby in there. And they're like, yeah, there's only one baby. And I was like, okay, good. Because my like, sister. I can't, I can't handle the thought of suddenly having four children. Well, they, like, the second time I asked, they, like, the second appointment, they were like, she looked a little concerned. I was like, no, no. my sister naturally ended up having triplets. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, yes, that's why I'm asking. I just, I'm a little worried, okay? <laughs> You're like, this sister has blood relations. She does not. Oh, she doesn't? No. Nope, it's my sister-in-law, so she's oh. married to Avery's brother. But there's still blood relation. We think it's on her. <laughs> You're like, it better be you. <laughs> yeah, well, and, like, when they ask, of, like, do you do they have anyone in the family with chromosomal issues? I was like, they have two cousins, but, like, the their uncle, who they're related to biologically, he has six kids, and it's only... 
these two little boys that he had with his second wife that have these chromosomal issues so like okay okay we're gonna call it on her side then mm-hmm. we're not we don't have any risk factors for you guys and i was like all right that's fine i think recently i guess recently is a loose term at this point <laughs> um <laughs> my dad actually because after we found out that he had heart failure um i think they put him through a whole slew of tests to make sure he wasn't a genetic carrier for anything which is wise mm-hmm, to make sure that us kids weren't wouldn't have to deal with stuff in the future because they're like is this a genetic thing like do our kids have to keep an eye on it and yeah they were like no no this is just a thing that happened like they don't have it's not something that they're going to be genetically disposed to disposed disposed to <laughs> yeah so i was like oh that's good but i remember all oh, the sister was like telling my dad she's like right now i'm doing okay but she's like i just want you to know that i'm gonna be like really really upset with you when he dies um well because she was like my kids i don't want them to have vague memories of you yeah because like with my grandma like she's 90 and and i'm not the youngest grandkid my cousin is the youngest grandkid and she's 23 Ow. and so like my sister was like, I need you to be around for, like, a very long time. She's like, you can't. No, no. <laughs> like, you can't be doing this to me. Yeah, I will say I'm glad I'm the oldest because my kids will get the longest amount of time mm. with my parents. Mm-hmm. And especially growing up where, like, I really didn't have grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such an important thing for me that, like, my kids have grandparents. Mm-hmm. Because you had that one really crappy one, didn't you? <laughs> Realistically, they were both really crappy. Okay. <laughs> both sets. Um, which is like, yeah. Mm. I, I will adopt grandmas. It's, it's. I will say that I only really knew my grandma. Because my dad's parents both died when I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. So I have like vague, I have a couple flashes of memory of my dad's mom and a couple solid memories of my dad's dad. Okay. So, cause his mom died when I was five and then my grandpa died when I was around seven or eight. Okay. So I actually have memories of my, and then my other grandpa, I never got to meet him. He died when my brother was two. Oh yeah. You totally missed that then. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, so my mom's dad's mom i have memories of her <laughs> she got alzheimer's yeah, my great but it's important to know which great grandma okay. so i because i have some your memories of grandma. two different gra- great grandmas you know who your mother's grandma is yeah i know my mom's grandma my mom's paternal grandma and then i also know i i got to know my dad's maternal grandparents and uh have weird but decent memories of them like and then decent enough memories of both sets of my grandparents like the only reason my grandma reached out my mom's mom reached out to me recently was because somebody let it slip that i was pregnant (laughs) (laughs) and you're like oh come on yeah Um. and i was like so i called my sister who like regularly talks to them i was like did you let it slip? And she's like, I don't know. It could have been me or this one or this one. And I was like, all right. Well, I didn't tell her. I will say that I remember what I remember the most, and I'm sad that this is the most clear memory, 
is my grandpa was really sick. He was on a feeding tube. And I remember him being like, oh, that was a potato right there. I do remember that. But I remember he scared me. And I remember at the time feeling bad that he scared me. Well, because you've always been pretty empathetic. Mm. But, like... Well, no, because I remember, like, the first thing I ever wanted... Like, I don't remember this a lot. It's like a, it's like the the memory of the memory kind of thing. Okay. Um, is the minute we got there, the only thing I wanted to do was sit in his lap. That's the only thing I ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And when he got sick, I didn't like to be around him because it scared me. Mm. And I remember feeling bad that I wasn't comfortable around him anymore. Yeah. But I was like seven, so I, I don't think it was computing. Yeah, I mean... Because I remember this... Age. He was a chubbier fellow, and I remember that, but he lost like a ton of weight. <laughs> So I think he looked like a stranger because he wasn't the round-bellied grandfather I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. He's a very skinny, sickly man, and I was like, who the heck are you? <laughs> but I do... The other core memory that I have um, is we're at the funeral for my grandpa. We're sitting in the back. I'm young enough that I'm like, yeah, this is a sad affair. I don't really know what's happening. And then looking to my dad and seeing him, like, sobbing mm-hmm. and being like, oh, okay, we're not okay. So I don't remember my... I was, like, young enough that I was, like, I knew sadness and I... But I don't think because I could understand quite fully what was happening, my body decided to do the grieving, which is why I got super sick and couldn't keep anything down. And the doctors were like, we don't know what's wrong with you. And finally, one was like, Did someone in your family die recently? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, her grandfather. And he's like, that's it. That's what's going on. Well, so like, she's grieving. So my and ever since then, I can't do funerals very well. I've been to one funeral since then, and I've had a lot of people that are acquaintances in my life that have passed away, and I don't go to their funerals. So like, I when my so my grand my great grandma passed my gra my great my mom's grandma passed. I don't remember that. I was too young, and then my dad's grandma passed. And I don't remember that, but I vaguely remember being up there. Then a family friend who, like, at seven or eight was genuinely my first love. He died in a skiing accident. And that's truly when I understood what the grief of someone passing was. Mm -hmm. So that when my dad's grandpa died, I remember... a little bit prepared. No. No? Because I, like, we didn't... I mean, he knew... I knew he was doing bad, but, like, it was... I remember sitting in the church just like crying and then realizing nobody else was crying and i was like oh okay i guess i can't do this right now <laughs> like, oh, that's a toxic learned behavior right there no no no. everyone else was just like chatting and like enjoying time together like mm. remembering about him but you were allowed to be f- sad i know but your little br- tiny brain could get- <laughs> my brain was like no one else is doing this apparently this isn't cool because like that's how you learn as a kid yeah. um and then my brother i think I didn't have a funeral until my brother-in-law passed away. I you say, my brother, and I was like, you don't have a brother. <laughs> but your brother Obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. My brother-in-law, he passed away. Um, so I went to his funeral. And then... Um, Man, that was horrible. <sighs> it was real hard. Mm-hmm. Like, talking to my mom now, she's like, yeah, no, I... Uh, one of the reasons when we fight... I genuinely wish I could, like blast my sister's in-laws with like fire hose water mm-hmm. you guys a need month. To know the whole details of that thing but so he died in july mm-hmm. they kicked her out in september yeah and she lived in her car for a month before she before 
her father-in-law called my dad to let him know that like she hadn't been living there for a month and hadn't come home because she wasn't grieving like them and there was a whole bunch of money involved and it was just yeah the way they treated her i was like wow you just apparently lied and said you cared about her wow it's not my story we're not getting into it he was such a good guy for her they had their problems but like they Mm. she was like the first person in her life that was like genuinely caring about her yeah despite his own struggles like Mm -hmm. yeah she apparently was uh was mad at me for a long time because it wasn't my husband who died Mm. and my dad was like no this would have broken your sister and you are still here and you're doing better than you were before and she brought it up to me it's been five years Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah no if if that same situation had happened to me had i lost avery three months into my marriage i would have been broken Mm -hmm. i followed it up with if i lost him now i would have to be okay because i got tinies to look after yeah and so but like my mom was like yeah because you're like i would have been broken leaving kenzie to and her best trying to figure out how to pick up the pieces (laughs) and bring her back i i don't know Mm -hmm. but so my mom i would have found a way to be like hey you You can't you probably would have moved in with me for a couple months i would have been like listen i love you a lot and everything and you're allowed to be sad but you cannot leave me (laughs) i would have been like listen yeah no you would have moved in with me to make sure it was yeah, fine i would have been like mom but when dad, <laughs> or i would have moved you into our house yeah because then there wouldn't be any payments involved yeah i don't know i don't know i would have found a way <laughs> i would have been like absolutely not you get to be sad you do but you do not get to leave me <laughs> so but so when my sister moved back in with my parents they'd like rearranged the house and like they didn't have a bedroom for her so she took over the family room as her bedroom and my mom was like you know, there's a reason I didn't give her a door, right? And I was like, no, I just, because the... Oh, because your mom was like, I had to keep an eye on her. Mm-hmm. But when my parent, when my dad finished the basement, he he framed out that door to be like straight up, a little angle, flat, kind of like, and a little like angle. An archway, basically. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't find the word for it. And so he totally could have fixed that and put a door there. She's like, no, the reason I walked out through her bedroom every single day to go to work was to make sure that she was still alive. <laughs> like because she's like i was genuinely worried we were gonna lose her mm. and, and i guess, was like i guess your parents oh. have a little bit more intimate knowledge because they were with her every day yeah well and it's well and there were other extenuating circumstances that happened at the same time mm. that i'm not gonna like i'll tell you after but like yeah. not on podcast not for you guys because <laughs> it's not my story and mm-hmm. so i don't want to share it um but yeah like my mom was deeply worried about her and making sure she was okay mm-hmm still i wish i could like take a fire hose to his family because they were awful they were they were grieving but they weren't being healthy about it they were grieving and greedy yes that's a good way of putting it yeah that's uh it's like the best way to encapsulate all of that madness yeah because i remember telling my mom and my mom was like what like my mom was very angry on your (laughs) sister's behalf every time she would come home with like more stories we were all just like you have to be effing kidding me Mm mm-hmm like yeah is she dating anyone new she says she's not i don't believe her (laughs) you're like i recognize that look on your face i've had that look (laughs) no it's just like how often this guy comes up in conversation when i'm talking to her anymore Mm. um and i'm like i thought you were gonna go to therapy (laughs) it's like that sound so you haven't talked to anyone else right no but he's the only one talking. yeah nobody else right 
so you're dating we're not dating well does he want you because he's holding up the line (laughs) (laughs) does he want you because he's holding up the line (laughs) oh man i don't know Mm -hmm. all i know is her dog is getting fat i have a hard like i don't want to be judgmental because everybody has different things but i'm always like if your dog's getting fat you're either overfeeding him or you never exercise them it's a little bit of both but like what kind of dog does she have he's a healer okay (laughs) basically a step below border collie and energy levels yeah he's insane it's it's a good match um i was like she should she should join a thing where he can do the agility stuff he'd love that Mm -hmm. working dogs need something to do and that is something for him to do yeah working kids also need something to do so that's why my house is always chaos Mm. although i have found that kinetic sand is totally a texture 1.0 we'll just like vibe with for hours oh so you're like here sit down here and here you go (laughs) yeah i only pull it out maybe once a week to keep it like fresh and new so it's still a new thing and not like oh yeah more sand but like Mm -hmm. with the days i pull it out it's not actual sand doesn't get everywhere that's the nice thing so the kinetic sand i bought it with because i bought it at michael's was terrible and i bought like kinetic sand kinetic kinetic sand like the, the, the brand, brand name, name kinetic sand and it's so much more like cohesive and it's soft and gushy mm-hmm. but the nice thing is sometimes like you a can, chunk flies off mm-hmm. i just pick it up yeah because what i like about kinetic sand is you can gush it like you have that weird like squeeze it thing but it also is like moist enough that you can make things with it yeah he likes, he's got a ton of tools and he's, <laughs> so it was like, um, we were at a birthday party and I was watching 2.0 in the sandbox and I was like, he's actually doing way better than I expected him to. I expected him to try and eat a lot more sand. No, he did fabulous. He loved playing with the sand. I just want to feel it. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and he just wanted to play with it. And I was like, maybe we need a sandbox. And so I was talking to Avery about it and his sister goes, No. I need the dimensions because we were thinking about getting sandboxes for everyone for Christmas. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, this is the one I was thinking. It's a square sandbox that has seats that Mm -hmm. fold up and down to like cover the sand completely because we have a lot of stray cats in this area Mm -hmm. and they would use it (laughs) if they had access to it. So um, it'll fit. And I'm so excited. Like if they don't end up getting it, I'm going to end up getting it because my kids will love it and it's just on the porch Mm -hmm. so i can set them out there and they can play and i can listen to them and then i can like do whatever i need to but then they're also getting enrichment and not touching me (laughs) and one day they shall see the ocean sand and have a totally new experience yeah i think we're gonna go yellowstone before we go to the ocean but i do remember yellowstone when i was younger Mm -hmm. and we could not believe the size of buffalo we were so close to buffalo my mom was leaning back in her seat Almost on dad, trying to get a picture. All she could get was the eye. That was it. She couldn't get any further back, and it was walking alongside the car. And my dad didn't say this, because we were all tiny children and highly impressionable. But it wasn't until, like, we were older that he was like, oh, yeah, I was absolutely terrified. If it just decided it hated us, it would have totaled our car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> And me, being little seven-year-old, like, we're invincible in the car. And he was like, no, we were not. We were in a tin can is what we were. <laughs> we were in tissue paper. My my sister got sneezed on by a buffalo. Um, the same one who has, whose husband died. Like, Dude, Antelope Island. My mm. brother stone rocks. 
at the Buffalo, and one of them charged the fence and scared the crap out of him. And my dad was like, what did you think was going to happen? What, what did you expect, kid? <laughs> one of the biggest land mammals, or the biggest land mammal on the continent. I think so. And it just, like, do it. of course it came after you. Yeah. Are they bigger than polar bears? Mm, I don't know if they're... By weight? Maybe. I'll look up the average weight of a buffalo. You look up the average weight of a polar bear. I think it's 600 pounds for a buffalo. I, I still think it's crazy that by polar bears will put you on the menu. Weight in pounds. Mm. A bull bison, so a male bison, weighs up to 2,000 pounds and stands up to 6 feet tall. Yeah, it weighs more than a polar bear. Holy smokes! Males are typically anywhere from 550 to 1,700 pounds. Holy smokes! However, I wonder, could a polar bear take a bison? <laughs> could a uh, Not by itself, I don't think. bear take a bison? Here we go, a googling, googling, googling. Okay. Okay, so it says killing a bison is not an easy task for any animal, particularly not a grizzly. However, the bear wins. I think it's just because it would put enough damage on it. Okay, work work down. It's a uh, HP. I got it. And yeah. So wolves and grizzly bears can kill an adult bison, and a polar bear is bigger than a grizzly. So. My brain is empty. All I have is 1.0's random phrase that he came home with from preschool. Peanut butter butt. Uh, <laughs> Rattling around you in You said my head. the peanut butter and that tone went, peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. Way yeah, way yeah. Yeah, no. He, he goes. Peanut butter jelly, peanut huh? butter jelly, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. He, I heard him say it after preschool. Where did he find it? That's not surprising. He found it from his cousin. Oh. He said Cora, and I was like, Avatar? <laughs> what? Nope. nope, his cousin. I think, you know what's so weird? Hmm. Is that Avatar, the one with the blue people, was the highest grossing film in history for a very long time. And there's like no cultural impact at all. Yeah. And somebody's theory was that usually fan fiction and all this stuff comes from a desire to have more. Or because they were unsatisfied in some way and wanted to, like, fix it. Mm -hmm. So she was like, either that says that Avatar is a perfect film or was so bad nobody cared to fix it. I think it's option B, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with option B. (laughs) I cannot remember the last time I watched it, and I honestly think it was the day it came out. I saw some of the behind the scenes, like, because it was the first fully three, like, fully computer yeah. rendered. I think that was the only impact was that the animation was amazing. That was it. But the so graphics. I, like, today, like, I had, like, the recording of, like, the the actors in the suits with all the dots. Like, Probably for the new one. I don't know. They did everything. They did both movies the same way. And Zoe Saldana is a queen. There's a second one? Yes, the second one had a trailer and everything. Like, it's happening. It's coming. Oh. Yep. I yeah, the last time I went to the movie... It's, happening. it's called something like The Way of Water or something. I can't remember. I don't know. The last time I went to a movie theater and, like, sat down and watched a movie was, like, maybe January or February of 2020. Do you remember what movie it was? 
No, but I was at the Megaplex, and I didn't like their seats. We usually go to the Regal by my house because they have their reclining seats. Yes. That was not what Megaplex had. Megaplex's idea was stuff as many people in this room as you can. Mm-hmm. I remember every time I go into a theater that doesn't have the recliner, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a crappy theater. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't impressed. Even though the seats are any differently priced, jeez. Well, I think I'm done. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for coming to the podcast. See, Bye. <laughs> see y'all next week. You were doing a funny voice, so I was like, I want to do a funny voice. <laughs>